This is her show now. This is the Emma show officially. I love technology. Same. I really love technology. Everybody's just looking at Emma's face right now, so that's cool. Yeah. They were. They were. (laughs) They were. Until you hit us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the PHNX Sun Show. Is wow. it? It is. <laughs> the Suns are building a super team and we're building whatever the hell this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Inception. It's like a box within a box. Anyway, we had a lot of fun stuff happen today. I like Emma Cam. <laughs> She's not on actual camera. No, right? I know, but I can see it and it's entertaining oh. to me. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. So yeah, we just want to give you guys some space. That's yeah. all. You could make jokes or whatever. So we had a lot to go down. We had a lot go down this morning uh, with the Phoenix Suns. They introduced Bradley Beal to the Valley in an introductory press conference, and we got a lot of information from him, James Jones, and Frank Vogel. So to start things off, we will hear what Bradley had to say about what he's most looking forward to with the new changes to his life and career. Just a journey in front. I don't have any control over it. You know, I don't, it's tough because everybody knows I only know DC, that's all I know. You know, so now I'm jumping into a whole new situation. It's fresh, new people, new faces, new organization, new people to meet. I'm embracing it all. You know, I don't know what it'll bring. I don't know what type of challenges, adversity will come with it, but whatever comes with it, I accept it, I embrace it. Uh, Cause it builds character, it helps build who you are. You know, so I would say I'm, I'm, I'm living this next chapter in my life freely, peacefully. Um, and just excited for the journey ahead, man, because we try to control too much of our lives. We try to think we're God. We try to control way too much, man. Just let things happen naturally as they're supposed to and and uh, see great things happen. There's an irony in him saying that, having the, the, the no trade clause and literally controlling his own destiny <laughs> to come to Phoenix. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> to an extent. I mean, no disrespect, but it's just funny to me that that's, that's the way it went down, you know? I no, just... I get it. I get what you're saying. But I think it's bigger picture here, of course, yeah, right? Of like course. everyone's always asking the questions, especially around this specific situation. But how and who's going to do and what is it going to? And it's just like, listen, you just got to figure it out as you go. Let it play out. Lean into the unknown and know that you guys are all in this together and you're going to find a way to hopefully reach the goal that, you, that you've put in front of you. Should you just go down the high school musical path? We're all in this together. <laughs> Without having seen going? it, yes. Yeah, so it was an accident, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and to his credit, you know, he did talk a lot about how it was a difficult decision for him to leave D.C. where he had spent his entire career to that point. Um, and you could tell, like, he had roots there. He had laid down roots in, in Washington. And um, this is really exciting for him that he gets to play on a team that has legitimate title aspirations for probably the first time in his NBA career, like the Wizards have been a playoff team, but he said it best, like, I've never been over the second round hump. So um, this is going to be really cool to watch. And, and I think he's excited about the opportunity to play meaningful basketball every night. 
It's awesome. Like for him, I, I'm very happy for him. Uh, you know, one of the things that that really stuck out to me is I just feel like Bradley Beal is a very committed guy um, mm -hmm. in every facet of the game and, and the organization, and he's like a pro. Well, you know, like he talked about community a lot and charity, mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic. And I just, I genuinely feel like. When he talks about leaving D.C., he's not just talking about leaving the organization. I do think that there's a part of the community that he he feels bad that he's maybe to some degree feels like he's abandoning, you know, but it's in his it's in his own best interest as well. And it doesn't mean he can't do good here as well. You mm -hmm. know, so I'm, I'm really excited for him. I think when when you get out of a situation where I mean, I'm not going to say it was, you know, utter despair or anything like that, but, you know. They, they weren't on the precipice of winning anything. Mm. Uh, and now you're all of a sudden thrust into the national spotlight on a team that is uh, very, uh, that is viral, <laughs> that is, that a lot of people either love or hate. And, uh, you know, it's going to bring a lot of attention. And I think he's ready for it. And I'm excited for him. And I'm really excited to see what kind of, how, how his game jumps up another level with the group. And he talked about that later, which we'll get into. Mm hmm. I have some insight from a former teammate of Bradley Beal. I reached out, and he says, very quiet guy, doesn't say much, incredible offensive player, good leader, but not vocal, leads by example. Uh, he's very professional in what he does, and he, he will always reach out to you when needed. Uh, he can recognize when someone is on the, uh, on the side, not connected, quote-unquote, on an island and goes and uh, and reaches out to him. So this could be a guy, just reading through that, that might be a little bit of that DA whisperer, a guy that goes over and says, hey, mm -hmm. come on, man, let's get in this. Unlike Katie and Book, who seem very much, we're locked in on this, we're worried about how we get better, how we get better on the court. Bradley Beal seems like, based on his former team, and a guy that gets the, the, the non on the court and that – that side of it. That's an interesting point. I, I don't, you know, I think we don't really think about off the court stuff. And Bradley Beal's a, a, a family guy. You know, he's got a family. He's got four kids. He's he's married, you know, and, and he very much loves his family. He posts pictures about them all the time on his social. I do wonder maybe to some degree because of DA's upbringing in his, in his family roots, if Beal would be that type of guy, maybe off the court to be able to connect with him in a little better way than let's say KD and, and book who are, you know, I mean, they're, they're single individuals doing their thing and you know what I mean? And so maybe it's, maybe there is some relation there that, that might be able to pull a little bit more of an aspect out of DA in terms of being able to get across and communicate to him uh, just because of that environment that he surrounds himself. I with. did love Beal's two young sons kept raising their hands. Like they wanted to <laughs> yeah. ask questions. I got at the question, press dad. Why? It's hot <laughs> as hell out here. <laughs> Can we go back to DC already? Yeah. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I know he did mention the heat already. He was like, yeah. when does it stop being 115? And then uh, went on and be like, but I'm a summer baby, so I like it. And I'm like, well. You just got here, and it just started being 115. Good luck yeah. for the next couple months. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough when you open the door and you feel like you literally just got hit, punched in the face mm -hmm. because of how hot it is. When he asked that, I wanted everybody in unison sitting there to just say October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the deal. Like you guys mentioned, this is, you know, People in the chat were saying Bradley Beal is very loyal, and he is, and he wasn't really playing necessarily for a championship with the Wizards just because of the nature of where that organization is right now. But now he is, and he gets to play alongside two very, very great players in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and here's how he feels about that opportunity. It, it, 
I can only, I like get antsy just thinking about it because I haven't had those opportunities. And it's the same with the other two guys and, and DA. Like, this is crazy we, I met with these guys. It's the first thing James said. He's like, okay, when you, we played you, we pretty much doubled you when you had the ball. He's like, but with you, with us, who are you going to double team? Where, where are your rotations going to look like? And so, like, just at two seconds, I was like, damn, like, I, I, that makes a lot of sense, you know? So, uh, but I'm excited about it. Like, you have a lot of dynamic scorers who the biggest box that we check is our unselfishness. You know, all, all of us just want to compete. We want to play hard. And the biggest thing, we want to win, you know? And I think we all have unbelievable talents that we respect. And we unselfishly push each other to be the best we could possibly be. So I'm looking forward to it. K, Dev, DA, like these guys are a great core piece to, to the franchise. And I'm happy, like like you said, that I can, you can go guard Devin and K tonight and you know, I, can, I can chill a little bit and not face so many double teams. Open shots for Brad. A little bit more open shots, you know, I can work on my catch and shoot a little bit more. So we're good. <laughs> he, he touched on the one thing that's driven me crazy about people comparing this trio to like what the Nets did with James Harden and Kyrie in Brooklyn is that like these are guys that all three of them can play on or off the ball. And all three of them have always been about, you know, sacrificing or filling whatever role their team needs them to win. And so it, it's not I hate when people ask the question, well, there's only one ball. Like, how are they all going to get their touches? It doesn't matter because one night it's going to be Beal. One night it's going to be KD. One night it's going to be Book. Like, there is no set hierarchy with these three because they can all handle the ball. They can all pass. They can all be spot-up shooters. They can all score with the ball in their hands. Like, he said it best, good luck when it comes to trying to stop all three of those. And if you surround them with another shooter and a rim-rolling big like DA when he's locked in, like, that's really, really difficult to stop. So I'm excited to see how it works and how they're able to build that chemistry. But Gerald, big threes don't work. <laughs> you need guys that have been there nine years and have mm -hmm. lost a bunch to eventually win it all. Like, <laughs> look, that, that that's that's the beauty of this. How are you going to defend this? Mm -hmm. We said that with Booker and KD. Then you add Bradley <laughs> Beal. It's like. You gonna have seven guys on the court to defend this? No, you got five. How are you gonna figure it out? Good luck. I, I, I again, as he was saying that, that's probably the first time since this trade happened. Like I was excited about the trade. Don't get me wrong, but I like started to envision like, oh shit, like oh, this is gonna be stupid because Gerald's right. Harden, ball dominant, has to have the ball in his hands. Got to bring it up. He's got to initiate the offense. He's got to do all that. Kyrie, same thing. KD, when we, when KD got traded here, what was the first thing everybody said? He's the most manageable piece uh, superstar that you could have. He can you can pretty much plug and play him wherever. And the Suns tried to do that. Now you add in Bradley Beal, who's a little bit more, uh, you know, I wouldn't say dribble heavy, but he's I think he's a little bit more than the other two. But he he can catch and shoot. He can he can penetrate. He can move off the ball. He loves to move off of screens like. That's what you're talking about. And so to Gerald's point, like I think that's a great point. Like you gotta you gotta understand that there are different there, these are different pieces. It's not the same three. Much like Steph, Clay, and and KD is what I would probably uh you know analyze this to because those guys also come off screens, can catch and shoot. Like that's what you have here. So I would I would say that this big three is more like that one than it is the Brooklyn one. Yeah. I also love how at the very beginning of this answer, he kind of had to hesitate a little bit to really form his thoughts because it's the same way that we all are like, 
I don't even have an answer for you on as far as like how insane this is going to be. It's yeah. just going to be fun. And I'm ready to actually see it in action. Like he feels the same way that we feel about it. And I think that's kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah he, he joked about the catch and shoot. But I also think that's a reality. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I haven't I haven't <laughs> done that in a while. <laughs> I literally was just watching some some Bradley Beal highlights. And there's not a catch and shoot in the the whole mix except for one in the corner at the buzzer. That's it. Like, so <laughs> this definitely going to be an adjustment for, for him. But I don't think it's going to be severe. I, again, he talked about playing with Westbrook and how that elevated his game. Mm -hmm. I think when you're just surrounded by two just all about ball superstars and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, just guys that love to work, it, it forces you to raise your game. And I'm excited to see what Bradley Beal is going to do with the Suns. And he, he pointed that out specifically, you know what I mean? Working with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker is going to force him to get better. And on the flip side as well, him coming in with that duo will also push them to get mm -hmm. better. Like this is good for all of them all around. And it'll be exciting to see exactly um, what the three of them look like out there on the court. We've got more yeah. Bradley Beal stuff coming up here, but real quick. Our friends over at BetMGM are doing some really cool stuff, so you should get in on the action. Tomorrow and next Friday, they are giving out bonus bets. All you have to do is log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, make sure you claim sooner rather than later, though, on those Fridays because they do expire. But all you have to do is log in. If you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, all you have to do is place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And of course, make sure you check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, the best beer and snack selection, as well as premium gas. We love our friends over at Circle K and we don't want you to miss out on all the great stuff. So right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Perfect for these 115 degree days here in Phoenix. Head to Circle K. Huh? We gotta tell Bradley. I know, right? <laughs> Bradley, look, we got the answer for you. It's Circle K Polar Pop. Just go hang out in the beer cooler at Circle K. I mean, Bradley. that too, though, is actually not a terrible idea. Uh, just head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. All right. So we're really excited, obviously, to see how this big three kind of comes together. But he was asked specifically about playing with Devin Booker and the dynamic between the two of them. Here's what he said. I mean, pretty much probably what you said. I mean, obviously, we're going to ask, ask this guy what, what we're going to be doing and how we're going to be playing. Um, but I see it as being free-flowing. Like, I don't think either of us really have a position. Like, he can create. He can, you know, facilitate. He can shoot the ball. He can score the ball. Uh, and I could do the same, you know. So it's not going to be a who plays point, who plays shooting guard. I think it's an interchangeable thing, and whoever gets it goes. People want to play with Devin Booker. I, I mean, I don't know how many more times we can say it. Yeah. Like people want to come play with Devin Booker because he's he has evolved his game to more than just the score. And I think that's 
That's the dynamic about Devin Booker that I think it's overlooked the most, especially in this last year. You see him, you know, just develop his game, being able to facilitate the point book thing before. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, about a year and a half, two years ago, point book was like, eh, okay, maybe in spurts. Now, you know, at least from my perspective, I'm comfortable with it. Like, go ahead, do do what you got to do. If if Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are going to kind of man this point guard position um, as a trio, I'm here for it. And I think in today's day and age, when we're talking about positionless basketball, like this is going to prove that that can work because Devin Booker is not, quote unquote, a point guard. Neither is Bradley Beal. Neither is Kevin Durant. But I bet you it's going to work. Because those three guys just have such a high IQ for the game that they're going to be able to facilitate to whoever needs the ball the most um, and make the right decisions. And we've seen Devin Booker do it time and time again. I'm absolutely happy with this. So you mean point book with uh, Isaiah Kanan and Josh Jackson <laughs> and Dragon Bender? And Shaq uh, Harrison. Yeah, I'm not saying he's bad. I just I, he was on the team. Oh, but you're saying the point book uh, looks worse no, when he's he with did. those guys than with KD, Bradley Beal, and DA. I mean, yeah, point book looked like crap at times because he had crap around. You can't distribute and look good when these guys can't make shots. Now yeah. you're around guys that are going to hit him at a high clip, and all of a sudden, yeah, point book can look good because. He's got weapons to, to dish it to. Because yeah. we're not asking him to run the point, a.k.a. do everything yes. for us. Don't, like you don't have to be Superman. One, yeah. Right. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this all works out. I think a lot of people are going to learn that Bradley Beal is kind of developed into an underrated playmaker in Washington. Kind of similar to Book, not to that extent. But yeah. um, he hasn't had as much talent around him these last couple of years. But he has worked on that in his game and, and we were talking about the catch and shoot thing like Beal's a 40% catch and shoot guy last year on two attempts Booker was 44.4% on two attempts KD was like 43% on like four attempts so these guys are all interchangeable in that way so it's not just going to be on book to do that um, like he was saying it's going to come down to who has the position to attack who's on the backside who's one pass away and it's going to be really fun to see how they're able to mix and match in their offense like that. I'm really curious to see what Kevin, what what portion of Monty's offensive scheme mm. is still retained with Kevin Young in the fold. Mm. I'm going to assume it's going to be a significant portion just because that's what he knows. And he's probably going to add some things to it, obviously. But I went through some of the playbook that Monty had and the Suns have had for the last couple of years. And some of their options, you know, like especially like the Spain and some of the other ATOs, mm. I mean, phenomenal. Like it, it, it got me so excited to see the different options. And at that time, like some of these, <laughs> these examples that I had, in this folder were like Shamit replacing Book because Book was injured that game. And so watching him get a wide open shot, but you know, he wasn't making it. Um, yeah. Sorry, Shamit. Hey, he he's not even going here. Um, but like, there's just so much flexibility when you have these three kind of guys uh, that are in this lineup. Sorry, Shamit. I'm sorry, Landry. You deserve better. Bro, I'm, you sorry, did, you I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. You called somebody the Landry Shamit of the Diamond Man. I did yesterday. not. That was everybody else. Oh, you everybody else was saying you that. You agree. I'm like, I laughed at it. I was like, oh, oh, damn. That's not a, that's not a moniker you really want. <laughs> you know what? Vogel mentioned pace today, though, too. And I like the idea of this team operating faster than they have. I mean, with Chris Paul, 
there's there's a slowness to that offense. It, it, there's there's a, I mean, when your point guard loves to roll the ball up court before he picks it up, it slows things down a bit, right? I think this team is going to play much faster, which should be much more entertaining, too. Well, let's hear what Frank Vogel had to say about how they intend on playing. Yeah, we uh, we want to play with pace, you know, so we're going to have a multiple ball handler attack in, in most possessions. Um, but I love the fact that both Bradley and Devin have played point uh, at phases of their career and can initiate offense, as can KD. And we also uh, want to see how the rest of the roster shakes out, you know, to see if uh, we add a point guard. Uh, campaign will be in the mix. You know, all those all those decisions will, will play out in camp. But, you know, we're going to play with pace and have a multiple ball handler attack. Well, we weren't 100% for certain if campaign was going to be in the mix when that statement was made by Frank Vogel. But we knew. Hey, hey Lindsay. Internal matters stay internal, all right? Um, listen, I'm going to give, give a shout-out to Dwayne Rankin yes. because he followed up. He let, he waited till like, closer to the end of the presser, right, so as to not kind of take over or whatever. Well, yeah. But Frank Vogel did bring up campaign's name twice. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very fair question for Dwayne Rankin to be like, you brought this guy up. Is he going to be on your team next year? Right. And of course, James Jones is like, that's internal. And then they had a little banter back and forth because he asked about Baisley as well. And here's the thing. There was somebody in the comments who was like, Dwayne really pissed off James Jones. No, no Dwayne did not, not piss off James right. Jones. Honestly, Dwayne and James probably equally loved that little banter back and forth <laughs> yeah. as much as the next guy. And we all loved it as well. It was a fair question. And that's the relationship that the two of them yeah. have. And like, there's a core group of reporters that are always around. Yeah. And always around the facility, always around the players, always around the personnel. This guy's one of them. Um, and they developed that rapport over time. And you mm -hmm. saw James Jones be like, how many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> like, because Dwayne, hey, listen, one thing you can't deny about these guys is that they will ask the question. And sometimes, yeah, it's uncomfortable to have to ask yeah, a question you that you already know the answer to. But you got to ask because sometimes, you and you guys have seen it in the chat, you guys will be like, I can't believe nobody asked this question. And it's because somebody was like, well, I already knew the answer, so I didn't ask it. Well, that's why they ask it. So that way, nobody can possibly say that they didn't ask that question. Well, and we, that was the most personality we saw from James most of the day yeah, yeah, was yeah. in that moment. He mm -hmm. wasn't mad. He was having fun. Yeah, yeah with he that. loved that. And Dwayne did get his answer later. Dwayne from did. James, but from somebody, he <laughs> I'm got telling it. You, that was <laughs> James better have called Dwayne and been like, yeah. all right, here you go. Here's your answer. Yeah. It's no longer internal. You can have it. Well, I hope he did because Dwayne did get that scoop on uh, the campaign information, and he tweeted out the Phoenix Suns have fully guaranteed Cameron Payne's third and final year of his contract sources inform AZ Central. James Jones better have been that source. <laughs> um, we also did get word from Michael Scotto on Darius Baisley. He tweeted out the Phoenix Suns did not extend a qualifying offer to forward Darius Baisley. League sources told Hoops Hype. So he will enter the market as an unrestricted free agent. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, you got Goodwin and then you got Todd coming in. And I think Todd is probably more representative of, of what Baisley could have offered. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's only so many spaces to go around. And with the Suns being in the position that they are, I, they're going to attack the, the vet minimum free agency market like crazy. 
And so why, why keep a guy like Baisley around if you don't really f- see a fit with him in, within your organization? And they got they got a good sample size. I mean, you got, what, 20 games at the end of the season plus practices and stuff like that. You get a good feel for a player, and if you don't see a fit, then you don't see a fit. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his qualifying offer was like $6.2 million, and then in luxury tax payments, even if it was for that amount, would have been like an extra $20 million. He had a $12 million cap hold. Um, they can still technically, I believe, bring him back with his bird rights as an unrestricted free agent now. Um, so if they are looking to bring him back and, and structuring their salaries with tradable contracts and, you know, maybe they think he's a 23 year old who might have some trade value. I personally don't see it at this point, but, um, there is that possibility. I don't think it'll happen though. I think if you look through their free agents, which we'll do tomorrow, there are a lot better candidates for them to bring back and re-sign. Um, but yeah, that, that wasn't really surprising to me. He just, he had a very limited stint here. He didn't show them much when he did actually get on the court. Um, and, and he's just kind of a guy that he's a big, that has, that thinks he's a wing and it just doesn't really mesh with what the Suns are trying to do. I think it's interesting though. When you look at that trade, a lot of people are like, well, why would you deal Dario Saric? But there's a piece to it that people forget that created a $5 million trade exemption that they can use to potentially bring in a veteran making around that amount to add to this group. Mm. So like, oh, well, why would you just let him go? Because you made a trade. Well, you've also created that. So there's a little bit of value there, too, if they can leverage it at some point. It was, it was a salary cutting move. Like, let's be honest, it saved them a lot in the luxury tax mm-hmm. last year. And it was a move that maybe they were trying to take a flyer on a young guy with some upside. It didn't really pan out. It kind of hurt them because I think they could have used Sharich at times during the playoffs last year. But it is what it is. You can't win every trade. We also got a uh, question in the chat from Mr. Ranger. And they said, add a point guard, you say. Mr. Ranger, you're going to have to wait. Because we're not there yet, we'll but get we're there. getting closer. But first, <laughs> our friends clear. over at OGs are doing some really cool stuff. The pink lemonade flavor, which is a fan favorite around the PHNX offices, oh are so here. Good. It is a limited edition, so make sure you get your hands on them sooner rather than later so you do not miss out on this fresh tangy lemon with a hint of red berry and plenty of sugar taste. It is so good. Is it? Oh, my God. Oh, so I, he- I hear great things about it's it. It's so good. You want to take multiple, and then you got to remind yourself, uh, if you do that, <laughs> you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So you're saying they need to make one that is a non-medicated, non-medicated. one. Oh, a million percent. So that you can get them at the same time yes. so you can have a medicated one, and then you can snack on the non-medicated yes. and then you throw them all into the same bowl, grab a handful, idea. and be like, ah. No, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, don't uh, our friends over at OG's brands they do not miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OG's brands and you can also find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase and enjoy them responsibly. Also, it's summertime. Again, 115 degrees outside. Make sure your eyes are covered and protected by picking up some of the best gear in premium polarized shades from our friends over at Shady Rays. They are an independent sunglass company. They have a world-class product. They are just as good as the expensive sunglasses with durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And right now, Shady Rays Independence Day sale is live. Go to ShadyRays.com. Get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So 
We know that Bradley Beal talked a lot about playing with KD and Book, but he also brought up DA quite a bit today yeah, as did. well. Mm-hmm. Here's what he had to say about playing with DeAndre Ayton. Probably haven't had that type of talented big who can finish, roll, good touch, shoot the ball, finish in the paint, like since Gortat. And he's a little bit better. And I'm, I'm going to say that. He's <laughs> a lot better. Uh, and so it's, I'm excited about it. Um, like, I haven't had a chance to play with this type of talent level ever, you know, so it's going to be new for me. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be challenging, but I'm, I'm, I'm accepting the challenge in front of me. I'm accepting the work. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think DA can be a huge piece to our team. You know, it's tough because we're on the outside looking in always, but I see his value. I think he's a really talented big, one of the best bigs in the league, um, and a willing defender. You know, I think that's a lost art in our game too. So I think his impact is, 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 is going to be huge this year for us. How dare you besmirch the good name of Marcin Gortat, sir? Sorry. You got it out? I got it out. I'm good now. Um, No, I I think either way you want to look at it, because people are going to either look at this as Vogel and Bradley Beal and all these guys truly believe in DA, or they're just trying to boost his trade value. But either way you look at it, it's a good thing from the Suns' perspective, because if they do believe in him and they are going to keep him, you need a motivated DA. You need a locked-in DA. You need a DA who responds well to positive reinforcement, to encouragement. Um, and, and that's something that Vogel had mentioned to me when we had our one-on-one is that power of belief. He's seen it before in terms of being an affirming coach and, and seeing what a player can be instead of what they are not. Um, and so it's it's great to hear Beal say that. And, mm-hmm. and especially you notice him and Vogel have emphasized the defensive end of the floor. They understand that they need a locked-in rim protector like DA under a defensive-minded coach for this to work. That's the side of the floor more than the offensive end where they need him to bounce back next season. Um, So it feels like everybody is on the same page about that so far, and that's good to hear. You go from – listen, however you feel about DA, I think we can all acknowledge that if DA plays like DA can – um, you know, that he's shown the ability to from time to time, especially when we had the finals run. Like this team goes from championship contender to championship favorite like that. Like it's just it's 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 undeniable. And so that's what you're really hoping that you can get out of him. And, and listen, there's going to be so many opportunities for him to eat this year um, because because of this trio. Like, let's just be real. He's going to be one of the only options down low because who knows who they're going to add as the the fifth starter. It could be a point guard. It could be another power forward. Who knows, right? So I'm excited for DA, and I think it's right. I think you're right. Like, you gotta you gotta coach him up. You gotta you gotta play. Um, you know this this seemingly game to try and get him up mentally where he needs to be and really focused. And I know he's putting in the work in the off season, like. He, he might not be in the Bahamas, but hell, he's working out at ASU, so yeah. that's cool. And, and and these guys know that. And so I for Bradley Beal, similar to KD when he came in, kind of raw, not really knowing what DA was all about, probably heard some things, trying to coach him up. Uh, Beal's largely going to do the same exact thing. And the great thing about this is, is that Bradley Beal's coming in when they're going to hit training camp instead of in the middle of the season. And KD's going to have an opportunity and Beal's going to have an opportunity to really work with him as well 
um, to get him up to speed, hopefully. And um, he's got a big opportunity in front of him. And I think, I hopefully, DA knows that. I love the mindset that, oh, this might up his trade value. Like, they're sending clips of Vogel <laughs> and Beal over to these other teams going, look what they're saying. I'm telling you, they pay attention to this shit. You can laugh all you want. You can laugh all you want. But if you're sending out vibes that you love this guy and you're high on him, that's way better than if you're just like, yeah, he's good. Hey, let me Whatever. let me tell you about this used car. A little old lady only drove it like, twice. <laughs> I'd say it's got on. like fourteen thousand miles. It's a decade old. But yeah, look, she loved it. Uh, and here's the proof. You, like, act really? like you, you act like you've never been around the leverage game before. Come on I, now, you're better than this. I don't think that's leverage. Wait, <laughs> yeah, it is. I just need to make sure I'm on the it's correct page. It's all leverage ploys. So you think it is leverage ploys? No, and I you don't. think it's them being genuine? I don't think it's being leverage. I don't think it's a leverage ploy. I'm saying it could very well. Well, be a leverage and, oh, okay, okay, and I'm okay. saying this is not some concerted effort like they're sending these clips to the other general I managers. Where, the, where did I say they're sending I'm not, clips? No, I'm not saying you. <laughs> other people are like this, like acting like this is also play acting because they're like, look, guys, we're gonna have to meet. We gotta make sure that we all make DeAndre Ayton sound amazing because the other general managers are just gonna take our word for it. It's a Jedi mind trick. It's gonna work, guys. I mean, did we see what Kyrie did today? It's not that ridiculous in comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's talking to Crispy Haynes about DA right now. Are you sure? Because we got the report that they're keeping him from Crispy Haynes after Gambo had already reported it for a week. Yeah, well, Crispy Haynes just listening to Gambo. What's that, right? Not that ridiculous. <laughs> I think I upset Jay. You are the tinfoil hat club guy. Don't give me shit about what's ridiculous and what's not. Good. I did not have Esco versus Gerald on the bingo card today. I definitely today. did not either. Bingo! <laughs> Good That's funny. I love it because last week, both of you were on my list, and now you guys are feuding with each other. We're on each other's list. Is that your fault? Is that what you're saying? I I made this. I've been plotting all week to get you guys to turn against each other. Meanwhile. Anyway. Nice and innocent over here. (laughs) To round out. Don't worry. Years is coming. Next segment. We already know Yeah, you've got like five minutes. We already know You've got five minutes in your system. (laughs) To round out the Bradley Beal conversation, uh, Frank Vogel and James Jones were asked, how much closer did adding Beal get us to the championship that we all so desperately want? Here's how they answered. Tremendously closer. <laughs> He's one of the best players in the league, and anytime you add a player like Bradley Beal to a core that, and foundation that we already have, uh, your your chances enhance greatly. And you know, Bradley hasn't always had the you know the pieces around him you know to win a championship. But there's an old saying that we used to say um, back when I was in Indiana, and and I was able to carry it through it with the Lakers. The champions behave like champions before they're champions. And I, I believe Bradley's carried himself that way and performed that way throughout his career. And um, hopefully now he's got the, the pieces around him to help him achieve that goal. I believe what Coach said is 100% true. Um, for us, um, I always look at the game as like you want to have an advantage um, at, at, at as many positions as possible every night. And adding Brad, truly believe you know every night we're going to walk out there with four of the five best players on the floor um, at those positions. And, and so great players carry greater expectations, 
Um, and it's really good when they're, they're really good. Uh, the really good players make it easy to, to meet those expectations. So he's pushing us closer. Um, we have a lot of work to do. It's a really tough task, really difficult. The hardest thing you'll ever do in the sport of basketball is win a championship. But we have players capable of, of excelling at that level, and they know how hard it is, and they embrace it. Uh, so I, I think we're well positioned to, to meet our goal. I love the glance at each other yeah. after the question was asked, like, you can say it or do I need I, to say I it? Feel like, I feel like they were thinking, fuck Denver. <laughs> I thought we might get another hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was kind of low-key hoping we would. That, that glance between the two of them was my favorite moment of the press conference. They looked like two guys that had just robbed a bank and found out they were going to get away with it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like huh? You, we all right? Yeah, we, we're good. Yeah, we good. We good. We all sitting pretty. Uh, we did get a comment from Mario saying that Girth and Espo are giving me DA and Monty vibes. Yep. I'm, I'm not calling him the rest of the offseason. Awesome. Call, I'm not calling him out. I'm calling him up. Yeah. We, awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris Paul and Devin Booker over here just trying to just trying to make things work. That's all we're trying to do. Saul, can you tell Gerald I'm not speaking? Saul, can you tell Gerald I'm not speaking to him, please? Yeah, you Thank you. That's brutal. Hey, at least we know we got drama no, to discuss all off-season long now. Don't you guys worry. All right. Uh, Kyrie's coming up next. But first, our friends over at Four Peaks doing some really cool stuff today. And tomorrow, at some point in time, is the last day to nominate a teacher to potentially win um, some goodies from our friends over at Four Peaks in their Four Peaks for Teachers uh, appreciation. They're giving away 11 $1,000 cash grants, and one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation. Go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate your teacher for a chance to win. Again, they are due by June 30th, so I don't know if that means the cutoff is midnight or sometime tomorrow, but better safe than sorry. So get your nominations in today. You can also check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you haven't already become a PHNX diehard, now is a great time to become one. There is a diehard-specific article up at gophnx.com from Gerald. This week, he got to talk with Frank Vogel and got a lot of insight for him on how he views this organization and this team and his plans moving forward. In addition to getting some diehard content on the website, you also get uh, your first t-shirt for free. You get discounts on things like merch and early access to events. And uh, not to mention, you get access to our diehard Discord, which is a lot of fun. You also get exclusive discounts from some of our partners, like a free entree card from Illegal Pete's. There's a lot of great things that come with being a diehard. Don't forget the Saul Feet pictures, too. That's oh, boy. the bonus oh, gosh. That's <laughs> optional, though, so you can select if you want that or not. We won't force you. Nope. Everybody gets feet. them. It's actually on the homepage, so I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Don't gracious. worry. They're very beautiful. Don't worry. You, you're good. You're They're good. not. Go for Just my say feet toe. are pretty as shit. Bro. What are you talking about? Bro, I hate to be the one they to really are. to you, but so. you really sent are. us that tweet of you putting yeah. your feet on the internet, yeah. and low-key, so. Saul, they're not. They are. So. What, what's wrong with them? Saul, well, toe what? means toe, all right? Your toes are like this. Anyway, go to gofeetahnx.com. Your toes were curled. Okay. 
That doesn't mean my feet aren't pretty. It's just because it's I, did not, I did not pose them very well. Right? <laughs> hey, we got him to fight, Jim. Why? Tell me why. Am I, who's Put your now? mic on. Who's winning now? Who, who's my... I Okay. Tell me why my feet are ugly. Am no, I? no feet are pretty, dog. Well, so no feet are entirely that's, true. See, that's that's way out of there. If no feet are pretty, then, then are I had no chance. Go to tonelyfans.com. My, <laughs> my feet are pretty. I don't give a shit. <laughs> they are. Your feet anyway. are fine. <laughs> your feet are not ugly, <laughs> but your feet are not pretty. You said <laughs> they're wait, just wait, wait, fine. What was the first thing they're you just said? Fine. They're fine. No, not fine. like that. <laughs> they're fine. As Emma would put it, they're mid. They're just like they're average feet. Anyway, go to go feet H and X. I mean, my articles. I'm just saying. They're pretty. Anyway, I get compliments on my feet all the time. By who? <laughs> all, the, all the time. All the time. So today at the press conference, we also got a few additional questions outside of just Bradley no. Beal's stuff. Hold on. We got to read Jacob Winkler, who says, your feet are the Landry of oh, your body. That's, 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 I mean, come on, Jacob. That's Carmesol. That's, that's just uncalled for. That's just uncalled so, for. Uh, Sorry, I I was not going to keep it together if we didn't read it. Oh, he... first of all, okay. Oh, AJW, really? Really? What have you seen Shaq's feet? What did they say? He said, I got Shaq feet. Oh. Did, have you seen his broken toe? Have you seen his mangled feet? Come on now. Okay, so. Can we mute? Now, so now, now it's absolutely getting uh, besmirched right no. here. It's okay. I'm just respect. I'm sure your feet have a great personality. My feet are I, fucking <laughs> beautiful. It, They've got a beautiful soul, all right? So. <laughs> it's what's on the inside. Oh, the bones that help you didn't, up. You didn't spell that chakra, so. Okay, back to reality now. Uh, we did get a few questions at this presser that were outside of the scope of just Bradley Beal joining the Suns organization. And one of them was directed towards James Jones. And he was asked about his role now that there is a new owner in town and what it's been like working with Matt Ishbia. Matt's awesome. Like he's he's been extremely awesome to work with. Uh, my role has expanded, um, as you see, with this uh, recent transaction that we made to acquire Bradley. Uh, but working with with Matt, with Josh, with Frank, has been been great for me. It's allowed me to to improve my team and my team with me in basketball operations. We've been able to to, to push forward with some really big. I say some like really high or big ask, and been, we've been able to accomplish it as a team. So it's been great working for him, and, and I, I look forward to it. Look, James is James is just putting one foot in front of the other, oh, and he's right. trying to be the total right. package. All right, total package. true, true. It's <laughs> the heart and soul of the team. Yes, <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> I just got a bunch of haters in here. That's all that is. That's all that is. You he, wish you had feet like me. Look, I do like, not. Yes, he'd like do. to nail down a championship here in Phoenix. All right. Definitely <laughs> not. Can this can this put to rest that there's some weird rift? I mean, no, uh, no, it won't. The, Should oh, it? Maybe. I wanted to see can Isaiah it? Thomas no. just kind of slowly peek out from behind the backdrop. Like, what do people think he's gonna say? Yep, you know what? Matt Ishby has cut me off at the knees. I didn't make the deal for Bradley Beal. Matt and uh, IT and whoever the hell else he's got back there. I'm just collecting checks. You know, it's all good. Like, <laughs> listen, I, I th during that press conference, I feel like he made it a point to to everybody that he was the one that orchestrated the Bradley Beal deal. In mm -hmm. my opinion, like you know, he was talking about. 
he was talking, he got asked a question, he mm -hmm. answered the question, and I thought he was basically implying that he was the main mover of that deal, which if it is, then good on him. Like that's that's exactly what he should be doing in his role. So I, I don't know. I It's really complex, and it, unless you're in the know, you don't know. Right. So. And, and Beal also mentioned in one of his responses when they were talking about the whole double teaming, who you're going to double team thing, he had mentioned James said to him, like, when we played you, we used to double team you. So he was actively part of the pitch mm -hmm. for sure. Um, people are still going to speculate about what his role is and that's whatever. But um, he's definitely involved at the very least. You talking about James Jones though, or IT? <laughs> James Jones. I think James Jones is probably one of the main players. I think IT is one of the ones who you could say is involved, but secondary. That's yeah. what I would like to believe anyway. Well, right, um, so but that's I'm, what I'm, I'm going to believe. Right, but I'm I'm addressing the reports that are out there that you yeah. know, James Jones isn't really doing much. He's yeah. involved at the very least, if not one of the main drivers. Yeah, and look, if he's not, he, if he's not the main driver, Ishby is out here doing these press conferences. He's making it very clear he's he hasn't been. He hasn't been at the at the Vogel press conference. He wasn't at the Bradley Beal. I I, I think James Jones does have. Have at least one hand on the wheel here, regardless of who else may or may not be involved. All right, guys. The time has come. We must talk about the rumor. Oh, we get to talk about the rumor. That Kyrie to, Irving wow. and the Suns <laughs> are planning to meet during free agency. So, Emma, we have a tweet from Chris B. Haynes, who shared today mm, that Chris that B. is what they intend to happen. Obviously, this all tips off tomorrow on June 30th. How you guys feeling? I mean, how you feeling, Gerald? You breathing? I'm breathing. <laughs> I mean, fire. <laughs> Much like my appendages, uh, a lot of people hate them or they love it. There you go. I'm gonna leave that there. I don't right? know where to where to go with that. <laughs> Listen, I think I, I I think first of all, mm. if there was ever a player in the history of sports. That was going to take the vet minimum because that's exactly what you're asking this guy to do because the signing trade hard caps you and there's a lot of complexities behind that. Um, it would be Kyrie Irving. And there is a part of me uh, that feels like, you know what, maybe, just maybe, he uh, he feels like he owes KD one because he kind of bungled that whole Brooklyn situation. Does he owe him 148 to 198 million dollars? Because that's what got, he's going to be doing. He's got plenty of money. He's that's not worried about that. A lot that. of money to give up in your last big opportunity. I mean, for a big contract. allegedly the last contract was offered by Dallas was like three years, 120. So that's all. That's all he's. That's that's the whole point that's of not, this. Is he wants deal. it to be higher with Dallas. Hold <laughs> so on, he's just, floating this information wait, like I but, might go to Phoenix. What, you guys, what, what, don't tell me. A minimum contract is the leverage. I didn't say it was good leverage. It's stupid as hell. But that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's that's like, why. Hold on, it's you, a dumb play, but that's, that's the play. <laughs> Five minutes ago, you were telling me, oh, ten four. Now you don't want to believe yes. the, the the theory here. No, that ten four hat on. That's who does Katie. Who does KD have a lifetime shoe deal with? Nike. Nike. Who did Kyrie just have an issue with with shoes and has no shoe sponsor? <laughs> Where are you going with this? going to get Kyrie back with Nike to make him his money back when he signs his minimum deal. Charlie Day at the, right, the whiteboard look, with all these but, different but, but, I mean, Just to be fair, though, like it that would be like saying, okay, you're at the, the Mercedes-Benz dealership and you're looking at a G-Wagon and you're like, ah, 
that price isn't right. I might go with this Yugo over here. <laughs> what? No! Go fucking with the Yugo then. Like, this is not, I'm not buying that. Like, Again, I didn't say it was a good play. I said that's what he's doing. Aren't you, if you're Dallas, don't you just call about that and go, do yeah, it. Yeah. This okay, the, we pulled our offer. Good luck. This is like, the dumbest game of chicken that's ever been played. Because if Kyrie not. takes the vet minimum to come here, he's sacrificing anywhere from probably 148 to more millions of dollars that he's leaving on the table to play. For, it would literally be unprecedented. And if the Mavs let him do that and don't up their offer, they're losing their only co-star <laughs> that they gave up tangible assets for to put next to Luka Doncic. And guess what message that sends to your superstar who already has not been back. They had a, a terrible year. They didn't even make the play-in last year. Well, they gave up. That's not a good message to send. That okay. like, hey, we traded Ger- stuff for Kyrie. We're going to let him go for the vet minimum. Saddle good up, luck. Gerald. Saddle up. Hold up. Put <laughs> the... Put Let the him t- cook. Put the tinfoil hat back on. Get a big one. A oh Texas-sized cowboy tinfoil hat. Oh what if KD said, I'm forcing my way to Phoenix. You force your way to Dallas to screw them over. And then you join me in Phoenix because we're taking down yeah. one of our, one of the rivals for Phoenix. Let's cook. Even even that's a little far-fetched. You, you told me to hold up for that. <laughs> <laughs> my man, you said, carry, on. <laughs> carry on. You asked for this. There you asked for it. Fair enough. Look, I will, I will just say this. Logistically, unless he's taking the veteran minimum, there's no easy path to doing this because if it is a sign-and-trade like Saul mentioned, you are hard-capped at $172 million and they would have to trade him basically for DA because if they did it, like let's say Kyrie decided to take campaign money and they did a sign and trade for campaign, well, you'd still have to jettison DA somewhere else first because you could not go above $172 million in your salary for the rest of the year. So even with those four guys and like veteran minimums, you're still pushing up against that. You still have to worry about sign and trade math. And if you're doing it for DA, like... What Kyrie would have to sign for like $21 million and then the Mavs would have to send a third body to a third team to make the math work on that trip. Like it's just, it's a lot to, to navigate and make happen. I love that but... Gerald is dealing in reality here. <laughs> yes. And we're just like, someone has to, <laughs> we're talking about Kyrie meeting with the Suns for when some reason. Kyrie when Kyrie been, yeah, like Kyrie's always been in his own world. Like we're talking about an individual who makes some wildly crazy, crazy, stupid, over-the-top freaking things in his life. But like it's never been at the expense of the money. Even when he had to like own up to the the shit he tweeted out. It was because his his deals got pulled because they were threatening to suspend him because they were gonna pull his money. He is not gonna leave a hundred plus million dollars on the table to sign the vet minimum. That would be even that would be nuts even for him. Saul, you know what like, I'm even hearing, for him. You know what I'm hearing Gerald say that it's gonna happen. They're actually moving for James Harden is what they're saying <laughs> because oh, no. you don't have to sign a trade. <laughs> I would rather that to be honest with you because at least that makes sense. I, Do I you just, need a hug, Gerald? No. Okay. I just. <laughs> Listen, if for nothing else, I appreciate uh, this, uh, you know, this, this content because the chaos, yeah, you because the, the chaos. yeah, it's, this is a far better off season already than it was last year. Cause all we did last year was speculate about one person. Right. It seems like every day we're talking about somebody new that wants to come play for the Suns, And the fact that Kyrie Irving is legitimately moving with the, with the Phoenix Suns, I mean, folks. Let's just be real, okay? We just got Kevin Durant. We got Bradley Beal. Kyrie's coming to meet. Hey, this is a far cry from Isaiah Kanon, Shaq Harrison, 
and whoever else yeah, was on that team besides Devin Shaq. Booker. Those are the only two guys I remember. That's why I keep bringing them up. Uh, we could go Mike James. We could go hey, Josh Jackson. Yeah. We could go John Lure. We, we could go could. John Lure. Uh, that's a good name. Hey, great hair with Jimmer. 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 Man. I just I like that Saul's like, hey, every day something new. Great stuff. Yesterday we were talking about Mike James. Today we're talking about Kyrie Irving. Step some, up. Some days are better than others. <laughs> okay. I have three things. Let me let me okay. just real quick. We do have a super chat from Ben. Ben, thank you for that. Said Girth is right. Biggest calves, biggest brain. Um, second, I will the say calves. though the one thing Emma, that I'm would going maybe to kick your ass. Jesus, what? The one thing that would maybe make this all worth it, if Kyrie did somehow tonight. come to play in Phoenix on the Vet Men, mm. would be the amount of trash we could talk to Mavs fans. Yeah. We could be like, you and your son couldn't keep this guy that you traded assets to get, mm -hmm. and he came to us. We already have a thumbnail for it. Us. almost make it worth the drama. The thumbnail almost. writes itself. What it would be that? sunned. <laughs> Suck it, Dallas! But I'm ready. <laughs> I will. I won't lie. That that would bring some joy. I did. I did bring some joy. It would bring some joy. I did enjoy uh, Shrieker's tweet earlier today that said, "Oh, now Kyrie believes in the Suns' rotation." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also uh, have a clip from James Jones about this as well. He was asked about the rumor that hey, the Suns and Kyrie intend to meet. Here's um, what we do in free agency is an internal matter that we always keep internal. Um, there are plenty of great players that we'll talk to during this period. Um, and so that, that's why I'll leave that. AKA no comment. Well, what's an external matter that you keep external? Like what's <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Everything is internal basically. It's Stay in out of our business, please. It's internal. <laughs> Also, we got another super chat from I know that one guy. Thank you. They said, "What a time to be a Suns fan." Yeah. Truly, though, the content Truly. is flowing. That's Honestly, what a time yeah. to be. A I Suns mean, listen, fan. I, I'm not based off of 2023 alone and nothing else. I mean, anything is possible. Anything is. I mean, we literally sat here on this show two and a half weeks ago and laughed at the idea of Bradley Beal getting traded to the Suns because of how much it would cost. Mm -hmm. And now Bradley Beal's on the Suns. Mm -hmm. So I anything is possible. I, I'm at the embrace the hate point. Bring in everybody. You live at that stick point. It to, stick it to <laughs> everything when it comes to the CBA. Let's have chaos. Why not? Like, we deserve it here. We deserve everything that could come our way in terms of players wanting to be here. We slogged through the desert of basketball for a decade. We deserve everything like this. I'm fine with it. You've either been a Suns fan for too long or you've watched The Dark Knight for too many times. Both. <laughs> Both, damn it. And eventually, like, we've seen some of these super teams get, get you know, meet up and they haven't worked out, okay, yeah. Eventually, it's going to work for yes. somebody. What? Trade Reaper. Never been so happy for the Reaper, oh the Suns Reaper, to be out, <laughs> out here. He quote tweeted Chris Train's tweet and said, the Suns are not going to meet with Kyrie Irving. This is absurd. Yeah! Nah, Forget about it. No, no, no. I don't believe that at all. But Gamble's on vacation. Gamble's yeah, on he's on vacation. He doesn't even know what's Why? going on. Gamble's in Italy. He didn't get the nah, text from yeah, James no, no. saying, he this one's it. not internal. We're meeting. Like, yeah. 
I can't. I can't. Why are you guys the way that you are? <laughs> Mostly because of you, Gerald. Gerald, it's called our business. All right. <laughs> <laughs> internal business stage internal. All right. Oh, oh my goodness. Listen, we're still we're gonna get rumors around Kyrie until Kyrie figures out what Kyrie is doing. And until then, just buckle up because it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, but a couple more things before we say goodbye. We did get another super chat from Leo. Leo, thank you, said you guys interested in Eric Gordon, Mo Bamba, or Jackson Hayes. So uh, a couple things. We did find out that Eric Gordon, we have a tweet to show for this one as well. Uh, Eric Gordon did get bought out. And uh, apparently, Espo, along with... <laughs> this is the tweet we read. <laughs> we're not bought out. with this art, I'm sorry, it. they're not guaranteeing his contract, <laughs> not bought out. But apparently, Espo and a lot of Suns fans are <laughs> clamoring for Eric Gordon to finally become a Phoenix Sun. Can we have a story time? <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, you had a woke <laughs> tweet <laughs> with a quote tweet from you with an article chaotic. from my old boss at Hoops Habit, Michael Dunlap, <laughs> who hasn't been in the game for years. For years. That's a nuts. decade old, all right? <laughs> oh, I was God. in the building. Can we get story time? We need a graphic for, for Espo's story time. Get cozy. I'm going to take you back 10 years. <laughs> we go back a decade. <laughs> and it's almost a decade right now. And I'm oh standing God. out in front of oh what was God. then, I think, <clears throat> the group, Talking Stick Resort Arena. And we're all standing out there, all the employees, and we're all wearing white T-shirts with a picture of Eric Gordon on it that says Cornerstone, right? Eric Gordon in number 10 son's jersey. And we're lined up, and there's an orange carpet. They rolled out the orange carpet for him, and he pulls up, and the the sign on the uh, you know the big video board out there in front of the uh, arena has Eric Gordon, Cornerstone. And they... They walk him through, and we all have to act like we're super excited that Eric Gordon is at in the building. And he walks down there. He goes upstairs. There's a sign, a cutout of him. There's water bottles with the same wrapper, Cornerstone. He, you know, everybody. Oh, this is this is the thing that's gonna fix the Phoenix Suns. He's a restricted free agent, though. Everybody forgets that part. Mm -hmm. And New Orleans goes. Screw you guys. We're going to match him. So the Suns, uh, the Suns basketball operations, and I confirmed this this morning, wasn't PR, it was basketball operations, comes up with this quote, my heart is in Phoenix, not New Orleans, to try to convince New Orleans that they shouldn't re-sign him, right? And Eric Gordon signs off on them putting this out in the press release oh, wow. about, uh, about, uh, about signing his deal with Phoenix. And New Orleans said, screw you and your heart you're coming back here so now every time we bring up eric gordon for the last decade all i think about is it's really cruel that his heart's been stuck here <laughs> and he's been in new orleans and houston and la reenact the guy with his freaking heart already come home Eric that's, Gordon. that's kind of funny. I mean, at least they cleared it with him because I thought for a second you were about to say they put that shit out here oh. just like really nilly. I did too. <laughs> I was like, Dang well, but I can't confirm they ran it by I, the 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 story I heard was they okay. ran it by him. But <laughs> that's knows. wild. That's funny. Yeah, I, the, my biggest regret is a. Uh, I didn't keep the T-shirt, mm. and yeah. B, I didn't find a way to sneak that cardboard cutout out of the building. You should have. So, well, you know what? If Eric Gordon comes here, we'll need a PHNX <laughs> shirt that's hard quarter, as a Phoenix. Quarterstone. <laughs> quarter oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Matter of fact, matter of fact, what we should do is just go make our own shirts <laughs> and just wear them <laughs> the first time we get to meet them. Oh, uh, that's oh great. No, like. God. 
Eric Gordon, somebody said in the chat that he only played 22 games last year. That's not true. He only played 22 games for the Clippers. He also played 47 for the Rockets, so that was 69 total. Um, and nice. he was re- <laughs> and he was really good in L.A. He shot 42% from three on five attempts, and he's a guy that spreads the floor like five or six feet beyond the three-point line. So if you threw him out there with Beal, Booker, KD, and DA, like that's a optimal floor spacing unit right there. Um, I don't know that you'll be able to get him for the vet minimum because that's what it would take at this point. I'm sure some team will probably offer the mid-level, but he is the type of guy that maybe at this point in his career, he's on his last chances to win a title. Maybe that's more valuable to him. So hopefully they have a shot. I mean, the opportunity to come here and play with this group of guys is, is very appealing to free agents. Uh, it might be worth, especially a guy at the tail end of his career. Eric Gordon has made a lot of money in this league. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know if a couple million dollars really would sell him on the idea of going elsewhere. This is one of the premier places to go to win a ring this year. Like, I think I don't think that's you know that's disputable. Like, you you can try to go to Denver, you can try to go to L.A., whatever. But this group and this team that has never won it before, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be they're going to be starving for a championship, and you get to be a part of that. And I think everybody saw what happened with the Denver Nuggets and how crazy that fan base was about winning a championship, even though they'd never been to the finals and stuff like that. And I think these athletes and these these players specifically are are kind of craving that, right? You can go to the LA Lakers of the world. You can go to the Celtics of the world. They've won multiple championships. Cool. It's kind of ho-hum for that those fan bases. But to come here and do something that's never been done before, there's something to that part of the legacy that is is really attractive to a lot of guys. Gerald, what's a heart worth to you? <laughs> that's the question. Is it worth another $6 bucks? Who needs that much money when you can come to a city that you've always loved mm-hmm. on a vet minimum and try to win a ring? Well, Put a ring on it. We got another super chat <laughs> from Momo. Okay. <laughs> Momo said, Gambo said they're not meeting with Kyrie. Yes. Thanks, we Momo. Did. We yeah. did cover that. We did. But they are. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, also... There was a chat. I don't remember who it was, but they said, I don't think I'd trust Espo with deep, dark secrets. Feels like an <laughs> undercover fed. <laughs> oh my At some point, there's an expiration on when I have to keep these things secret. And I'm pretty sure it was when the paycheck stopped coming from the Suns. Yep, exactly. What's going to happen when we trade him to CHGO? Is he just oh, going to start gonna spill telling stories about us? Just you wait. Just we also wait. got a comment from Todd that said, Gerald, you were wrong. Bradley Beal got his own presser. Just saying. I was wrong, and I do owe them. We're going to try and organize his crumble cookie and his Monroe's for tomorrow's show since we are going to be going live around the start of free agency. But, yes, I was wrong on that, and I will be paying my debts here soon. I do want to say this uh, just to prepare everybody. I have noticed about myself over the last uh, six months to a year, maybe it's because I'm getting old and my body just isn't responding as well. When I eat hot shit, I get really cranky. So great. uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this Monroe's tomorrow. And it's going to be a spicy episode. No. Let's not do that, Gerald. I don't know why I keep doing this. I know. Like it's money. Let's not do that. I I feel like this (laughs) isn't the last thing we need on a Friday afternoon is a cranky soul. 
I feel like this isn't punishment for Gerald because he's going to go buy four crumble That's cookies true. and go, here's one for you. I'm going to eat my <laughs> no, three I'm now. Just, I'm just going to order one for you, and you you will tell me which one no, you he's, want. He's going to eat one, and then he's going to trade the other one for Tobias Harris. You best believe if I'm going to Monroe's, I'm going to get my own sandwich. Though. Oh, so yeah, that's, we know that. That's going to We know that. Oh, Lori, I can confirm it. It's all true, all right? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Are you still with us today? No, I checked out when you guys started yelling at each other like brothers, and I just couldn't hang anymore. That was like forty-five minutes. Yeah, what? damn, you just been sitting here. I just, <laughs> she just still hung up on the argument. This has been on a loop in my brain. Oh man. Uh, all right, well, dude, I will straight up. If don't don't tease me with a good time, I will eat Monroe's hot chicken right here with bare feet tomorrow if you really want me to. I'm, not, I'm gonna be sick tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god, we're all laughing. I feel an itch show. in my throat. My head hurts really bad. You might not even be here next week. My so back right. hurts. Saul's heading into feed agency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be sick tomorrow just so you know. Oh god. Restricted feed agent. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you for dealing with us. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have a show for you. Uh, Same place, same time as usual. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I'd just like to personally apologize to all 550 of you watching that I said anything about Saul's feet. I will never do that again. Ahoy, ahoy. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like.